Hi, this is Barry, and you're listening to the Shark Dank Podcast with you and Matthew. actually get him to do that was he keen he was so keen <laughs> some might say he was thirsty and he did variations or... okay first i recorded him for maybe five minutes without realizing that i didn't actually press record <laughs> okay but he's got all the time in the world okay if i could just get into this okay I, I i arrived there it was very busy i was like barry um this is a strange request but a friend and i are doing a, a podcast and we basically just ended up chatting about you for 40 minutes and I told him the whole idea, and he was immediately very, very uh, into it and enthused. You, you told him about a mobile app that does mock photo development. Yeah. Wow. But but I think he got he got what I really was trying to do with the idea because like while he was serving a customer, um, he shouted at me from across the room because I was waiting to record him. He was like, you know, it's it's funny you mentioned people are always on their phones, and look, I just got a notification on mine. <laughs> he's on board he's on board he's so, ready yeah. to sign his life away his exactly. life rights <laughs> yeah so i mean i don't know if if you're sort of hovering your 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 finger over the uh cash injection button barry's on board we've got that ip we've got those he's life ready, rights ready to sign away his life rights i mean it went, i don't spend too much time with this but like i recorded like all those takes that was like the best one i got without pressing record <laughs> <laughs> without pressing record and then, you know, because I also dropped a film on the same day, so it wasn't just completely uh, creepy. And then I phoned him the next day. I was like, hi, Barry, just, I wanted to find out if the uh, film's ready yet. And he was like, yo, you can come collect it. Um, by the way, I was thinking last night, I'd like to do some variations if you're keen. And then I was like, yeah, totally. Are you, are you sure? He's like, yeah, yeah, I've got some ideas. Um, just, just come just come on my lunch break. And then I went to try get him on his lunch break. But, you know, as the problem is, Struggled to find parking. I missed him, and I never got to record more. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> anyway, welcome anyway. to our podcast about Barry. Yes. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the sixth episode of the Shark Tank podcast. Uh, in the previous episode, I pitched obviously uh, Barry in my pocket. Um, I, it I, was I, one of the more complicated. It ones. was. This is the thing. I, I I don't want to be a thing that I just I give you these these things that you ha sort of have to. It's fix a challenge. And, it's a creative challenge, which I think we, we overcame in, in, in multiple dimensions. Okay. So, yeah, I, I guess moving on to Errata, I'm sorry there will be no uh, theme hospital raw dogging this, this week. Sorry, guys. Sorry, yeah, it was my fault. Uh, two things. I used, I used the term humble brag incorrectly. What I was actually doing was just brag. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> and then secondly, if we could just bury this uh, Jewish below the waist thing. Uh, was um, I right? You were right. I just want to explain where I was coming from. And I, I since asked, I asked three people, uh, 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 Jewish Jewish people, what, what it could mean. <laughs> that would help. Yeah, it would help. <laughs> and I got various responses. One, one said, it just means he's half Jewish. So like below the waist, like a centaur type vibe. So like horse, <laughs> man. That's a bit of a wild take, but okay. sure. Uh, the, the, the second one was just like, no, he's he's circumcised. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then the third one, 
And this is where I was going, but I, I was I was scared of uh, putting my foot in my mouth. Is I, I guess a self-deprecation is quite a quite a cornerstone of Jewish humor. And I assumed when he said Jewish blow the waist, he's saying a I'm Jewish, and b I'm self-deprecating enough to tell you that I have a small penis. So he is Jewish. Yeah. So he's he was saying I'm Jewish and I have a small penis. It's wild. Okay. So I proposed this to to um uh, an, an ex of mine is Jewish and uh, she she got back with the 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 following. <clears throat> Being circumcised is definitely a more distinct Jewish thing than small penises, for instance. I'm I'm with her. Yeah. Okay. So so basically that that was the answer. He's basically just telling me he was circumcised, and you're right. It was sort of. Pinnacle Barry. Okay, I'm yeah. sure. If Barry's listening, he can always uh, DM us with more details. Um, so, so yeah, those those two are right to accounted for. Hugh, are you ready to get back into the shark tank? Yes, I am. Hello, my name is Hugh. I would like to inspire a new generation of kids to get excited about classic literature through a cute, well-read dog. I plan to do this by rebooting the 1995 live-action children's show Wishbone and adapting it for a 2018 audience. The original show centers around a pet Jack Russell that encourages his master to read, bringing about fictitious sequences which recreate stories from classic literature. For the 2018 reboot, I want to update this character by making Wishbone a pug and the boy character Joe a 15-year-old SoundCloud rapper looking for inspiration for his raps. Thank you. Are there any questions? Well, yeah, I mean, once again, I, I, I can't help but be impassioned by this, this, this pitch of yours. Um, humble brag, I, I did a postgrad in media studies at UCT, and I'm, I'm still left with quite a, a romantic belief in TV or a series, as it's called today, its ability to engage and empower you know its its audience and you know making a, a a difference in the world yeah um and i think why this is particularly close to home is that um i got to witness the effect that the show wishbone had uh yeah i i, I had a neighbor uh, growing up called matthew you know funnily enough i was actually meant to be called matthew but because he was born two months before me my parents had to think of something else and this is what they came up with yeah, but there's no way Barry knows would have that information. He does know everyone's business, like I said. <laughs> anyway, but it, we used to like, I think it used to air once a week on KTV. And I remember visiting Matthew to watch Wishbone and we'd get like just so turned at this intro song. I don't know if we're going to play at any point in the episode. Did I use turned correctly? Yes. Okay. And like around this time, there was quite a, a boom or at least it was quite a quite a Jack Russell heavy era. <laughs> uh, like I think ninety point specific, or I think I think the globally, world over globally because I mean Wishbone was ninety five, but I think we got it a few years later. Um, but you know this was after the mask hit, and this I'm not sure if it was mask or Wishbone, but Matthew got a uh, a Jack Russell shortly afterwards, and it was his family's first dog, and. You know, shortly after that, I started to notice, you know, whenever I'd visit him, there'd be like, you know, the great works of literature next to his bed. Was was the purpose of the show to get kids to read classic literature or to get kids to buy Jack Russell's? <laughs> oh my God. Both. Zeitgeist. 
but yeah, I mean, it didn't quite have the same impact on me. Like I struggled to read as a kid and I still struggle to read now. And the, the dogs that I had uh, weren't Jack Russell's. But I got to see the impact that the show had on, on Matthew. And I believe this can happen again. Uh, but Hugh, I just want to know, what, what was the impact that Wishbone had on you as a kid? Like, were you similarly moved by it? I mean, I imagine this must be quite close to home as well. Uh, I remember liking the show. I thought I thought it was kind of cool. I can't say I watched every episode, but I, I thought it was pretty funny how the dog wore funny costumes in each episode. So you liked it mainly for the gags, not so much the, the ethos I mean, the behind dog, it. Getting the dog kids did to read. stunts and like it was a really well-trained dog. Or I should say dogs because they used multiple dogs for the show and they were noticeably different. <laughs> they were the same breed, but like the, the eye patch markings, not easy to replicate across Jack Russell's. I remember that being particularly jarring. We'd be like, that's a different wishbone. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so if we could just kick this off, um, I guess the, the first question is, do enough people remember the original wishbone show to make it worth rebooting? I think the logic with the reboot is for the show to stand on its own four legs, eh? <laughs> uh, but please, let's uh, not just make this an episode about dog puns. <laughs> no. Uh, so, so the show won't rely on the the nostalgic value of the original show. If anything, people who watch the reboot may find out about the original show later and try torrent it or get YouTube rips or something and be like. Oh wow! This is the original. This is the throwback, and then so maybe like find Westworld. Like, is Westworld based on an original? I don't know anything about. What of us has got it right for next episode? <laughs> um, yeah, well, I guess tying into this, then can you can you give us an example of what a Wishbone episode was like for those unfamiliar with it? Sort of because you know there's rules about when Wishbone spoke. You know when he wore clothes. So th- this yeah. is this is a a, a complicated dynamic because it worked in two realities and in the one reality um, wishbone was a pet dog of the boy and functioned like a dog and just barked and yapped and the boy would go through typical teenage boy narratives which the dog would pick up on and then narrate a classic work of literature to parallel with the boy's struggle but this would be done in a dream sequence-like thing where Wishbone would play the protagonist and wear funny costumes. You know, they would make him the hunchback of Notre Dame and put a little hunch on his back, or they would make him Joan of Arc and give him like a little chainmail costume. I guess, I guess the next question then would be, do you feel that the time is right for a Wishbone reboot in 2018 or 2018? as some people call it. Like, what, what things in pop culture can you point to to suggest that, you know, your reboot should be taken seriously? Well, I think we're, we're at risk, um, almost always, of these classic works of literature being lost to the sands of time. And it's a tragedy to see that today people don't even know about Moby, Moby Dick or, you know, Journey to the Center of the Earth. You know, it's something that a lot of um, a lot of contemporary culture is missing is this deep well of literary knowledge, and you can see this in, um, say, Gucci Gang by Little Pump, where you can tell that he doesn't have a lot of uh, depth to his lyrics. Yeah, I saw a really great meme um, of someone who had strapped that uh, they stuck five uh, cokies together to make one long cokie that if you wrote it once, it writes five times. Yeah, that's pretty good. 
Oh, because of the chorus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I guess music is a good example where it just it just feels a bit uh, shallow, you know. Um, well, I, I guess it's interesting because the way you've remodeled it is to uh, change Wishbone from a, being a Jack Russell into a pug and from like a 10, 11 year old uh, Joe into a 15 year old SoundCloud rapper. Could you just uh, talk me through what motivated you to uh, approach them in that way? Well, I, I, I feel like the the boy character would be wanting to get inspiration, wanting to, to learn. And I think a SoundCloud rapper is a great way to have a boy that could be engaged in these stories and draw something from it and maybe, you know, release a fire mixtape based off of the inspiration he draws from these classic bodies of work. Okay, well, I'm not sure if this is coincidence or, or something, but you did actually role play as a 15-year-old SoundCloud rapper in the last episode. Yes. Is, is he as wayward as that character, like in terms of the Xanax addiction, the yes, lean addiction? Yes, you, you, you didn't know it at the time, but in our previous episode where I was role playing as a 15-year-old SoundCloud rapper, you were actually talking to Joe of the Wishbone reboot. Oh my god! So if you listen back to that, you can actually you can actually hear faint barking in the background, and that is um, um, new new wishbone. I tried my best to edit that out of the recording. Maybe <laughs> I should go back and put it back in. <laughs> okay, well that explains the the fifteen year old SoundCloud rapper. But um, what are your motivations behind remodeling? I, I, I guess a, a beautiful Jack Russell into a pug. So as you said earlier, the, the, the era of Jack Russell was the 90s. And to keep up to date, the 2018 equivalent of a Jack Russell is a pug. And I've based this market research off uh, famous Instagram dogs. Can you give me some examples of, of the, the, the heavy hitters? So I'm going to go straight to the top with uh, Doug the Pug, who's got 3.4 million Instagram followers. He's followed by uh, Cupcake. He's a black <laughs> pug. Uh, he's got uh, 133,000. And then Mr. Biscuit is following in third place with 115,000. Okay, so so you, you have ideas for episodes that you'd want to do but they would also have to refer back to... The, the great thing is, because of the reboot, we can, we can go one for one and basically recreate the stories from each episode already. The groundwork is already there. The, the thing would just be adapting it for this new Joe character and obviously the, the limitations of a pug because, um, as you know, Wishbone was quite a stunt dog. He did a lot of jumping and... I think he like shot a burn arrow in one episode. If you remember seeing that YouTube clip, yes, of course. How could you forget? So, I, 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 you know, the pug won't be as lively as that. It'll just kind of stare at things and just breathe heavily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, to give examples of the the kind of shows we would be recreating. Oh um, my god! Do you have a list of? I've, the... got, I've got 12, 12 <laughs> oh examples. Twelve of my favorites. Um, okay, there are a lot of puns here, guys. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Trigger warning. Trigger warning. Okay. Which, um, how good are these puns? So I can. They're they're very average. Would you say middle, they're dog middle, shit? Middle of the road. Yeah. Okay. I wouldn't go as far as to call them dog shit. Okay. Okay. Let's go. They're for the dogs. Oh god. Okay. Uh, Bone of Ark. It's Joan of Ark. <laughs> um, Is the least spelled B O A N? Bone of Ark. No. 
No, just bone. Lazy. Dances with dogs. <sighs> Dances with wolves, but with dogs. Got it. Um, Robin Hound Crusoe. <laughs> not even, like, not even trying. Wait, is that a mashup? No, it's, it's uh, Robertson Crusoe, but it's Robin Hound Crusoe. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. God. Uh, the Mutt and the Mask. The Mutketeer. Not the best work. Moby Dog, like Moby Dick. Wait, can you hear Wishbone barking in the background? There he's, there's he. Okay. <laughs> okay, see if you can finish this one. Uh, Dr. Jekyll and... Mr. Hound? Mr. Dog. <laughs> oh, come on, dude. <laughs> okay, and then instead of journey to the center of the earth, we've got digging to the center of the earth because dogs like to dig. That's qual cool, though, come on. Okay, okay, see if you can get this one. Okay. Huckleberry? Dog? Yes! <laughs> You got it. <laughs> uh, the prince and the puppy. You think dog, but uh, it's prince and the pooch. But it's prince and the pauper, isn't it? So wouldn't yeah. puppy make more sense? No. Or prince and the pauper, P A W P E R. Sorry, are you trying to are you trying to do better than the original <laughs> writers? Good luck. <laughs> Oh my god! So, so there's um, I think I think there's like thirty more of those in, okay. in season I think, one. I think we get the we get the gist. Okay. Yeah. Have you given much thought to how the the audition process will go in terms of finding the right pug? Like, what sort of qualities are you looking for in in the the new wishbone? I, I have to be straightforward with you. I'm I'm basing the pug decision on market research and not on personal personal bias. You know, pugs are a little controversial in terms of like, should they be alive? Should they be bred? They're they're quite monstrous animals. Where, where but, do you, you know, where do give, you stand with? I'm 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 a Jack Russell guy through and through, but I I realize that if we want to reach these kids, you you gotta you gotta give the people what they want. So in terms of finding the right pug, they they're all the same to me. They all have that like flat dumb expression. Their their eyes are pretty dead. I, I guess you'd probably want one. You'll want like to a, talk. <laughs> Sorry, that was me. <laughs> but uh, I, I guess, I guess with the with the how do you choose the right wishbone? I guess I'll just pick three that look the same. Okay, and oh, would would you go maybe for, from the same litter? Would you go for apricot fawn, silver fawn, or black? Uh, probably that that cocoa latte skin with the blacker face, the classic one. Yeah. And then I think I think a, a good bonus would be the 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 tongue out on the side because I think that's quite a common trait of pugs. All right. Well, yeah. If we could move on to the the, the trickier questions, you you did touch upon the the debate around pug breeding. I mean, it's common knowledge that they have quite bad skin problems, um, breathing issues, and eye problems. Do you think the pug will be able to perform as well as a Jack Russell could with all these with all these issues? I don't think so, but I I, I think the, the the blank stares into camera might might just do the trick in terms of if people just see its face and it has like the tongue out on the side. Okay. Then that's that's all you really need. You don't need it to be jumping up and. Although my my friend's mom does do dog dancing and she has a a pug that gets up on its hind legs and stuff. His name is George. Wait, can we just unpack that? Yeah. What do you mean dog dancing? So 
it, it's you know ultimate frisbee where you throw the frisbee for the dog and then you get the dog to like jump on your back and grab the frisbee that's it's, just called frisbee ultimate frisbee is a sport with... okay no no it's not ultimate frisbee but you get people who do like elaborate um it's normally with border collies Okay. Where they throw a frisbee and then the dog jumps. Oh, yes, and yeah, they it. make like human steps and then they jump out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they that. use their body as a launch pad and the dog like runs and jumps up on top of the body. And, like, she does this with a pug. Yeah, but without a frisbee. So it just like gets on its hind legs and does a 360 and then she gives a little piece of food. And then there's like a competition once a year that she always wins. Like a best in show type thing. Yeah, they dress up in matching tuxedos. That's adorable. Yeah. So pugs can be trained, but they won't be as agile and energetic as a Jack Russell. Also, pugs have no nose. Like, how are you going to balance glasses on its face? Like, you, you're ruling out a massive body of literature if, if you can't use monocles or glasses. That is an issue. And I think with, with the pug versus Jack Russell costume design conundrum, there are pros and cons. So yes, you won't be able to balance anything on its non-existent snout, but the build of the pug does allow for better costume design because it's a little little rounded out and it doesn't move around as much as, as a Jack Russell. So you can probably balance hats on top of his head a little easier because it's not as mobile and jumpy as a Jack Russell. So you got to take the good with the bad. So what it lacks in dexterity, it makes up for in... The ability to stand still. Got it. Okay. And look blank. <laughs> All right. Um, and then I guess the, the, the second issue I'm, I'm seeing here is, you know, as we well know, Wishbone ran for three seasons, like came in super duper hot with 40 episodes in season one. Then season two had a quarter of that. And then season three, one episode of which is untraceable. I didn't know there was a third season. <laughs> no, exactly. It's like the, the David Lynch directed... Uh, Michael Jackson video, or I guess all this stuff from Prince's Vault. But uh, I guess my question <laughs> You're is: comparing the, the third season of Wishbone to uh, maybe the third season of Wishbone is in Prince's Vault? Had only Prince has seen it, and now only he knows what happened. <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, assuming you can get the rights from PB, it's PBS Kids, right? Yeah, public broadcast service. Yeah. So uh, assuming you got the rights acquired from them. Um, how would you be able to convince them that your reboot will, you know, sort of have the staying power to last into a third season that's able to be found? I think the the, the strength and the the main uh, power of Wishbone for me is the fact that it's a dog wearing funny costumes, and that's something that it has picked up in popularity significantly since the the mid nineties. So, I mean, if you have a dog wearing funny historical costumes, that's going to carry the show. Okay. Then I, I guess um, my constructive suggestions, um, I, I've got three. I, I feel like there are quite a few limitations in just focusing on TV. I mean, I don't know if, you, if you're thinking of going straight to Netflix or Showmax, but I, I think you need to broaden your scope a little bit and a way you could do that is to sort of give Wishbone, you know, more of a social media presence, you know, because that, that's where the kids are. And I think it, it's, it's, it's strange that you, you, you're aware of the famous pugs out there, but, you know, you didn't maybe consider that you could make Wishbone an Instagram celebrity at the same time. What I'm thinking is, um, I, I, I think of the, the Larry David cameo in Hannah Montana. Iconic. Iconic, yeah. Sort of reaching a whole new demographic of people who would not traditionally watch uh, Hannah Montana or 
Kirby enthusiasm. How, how many 10-year-old girls saw that cameo and be like, damn, I need to watch all eight seasons on South Kirby Well, if that was in 2010, and the, the season nine, I think, of Kirby is now, you know, they're ready. They're ready for, you know. <laughs> Your Larry David's got a long play. Exactly. So what I was thinking is if you can do cameos, not just with um, famous Instagram pugs, but also other SoundCloud rappers. So we bring this Wishbone character into the world of Instagram and maybe do like crossover yeah. posts. Um, yeah, so you get you get Douglas to go feature on a Wishbone episode. You maybe get other... <laughs> you call him Douglas? <laughs> and yeah, uh, you get other, I guess, SoundCloud rappers to feature on the thing. Um, Lil Pump. Lil Pump. Lil Peep. Lil Peep, yeah. Rest in peace. Uh, the, the ASAP mob. You know, all those people. You just basically get them onto the show and, you know, it'll encourage people to also watch TV, which is, I think, a thing that you're you're also faced with. Yeah, you can cover a lot of ground between people who like dogs and people who like uh, SoundCloud rap. That's a that's a wide net. And then, yeah, the, the, the second suggestion, you know, if we're making him an Instagram pug, um, sort of maybe rebranding the title of the show to also be Wishbone's Instagram handle. Okay, so tie it in stronger and not naming it exactly the same show as the original. I mean, were you going to name it Wishbone 2.0 or just Wishbone? I I guess Wishbone, which would have confused Wikipedia. Okay. Well, could I give you some examples just off the top of my head of handles that I think you should maybe secure before this goes live? Yeah, hit me up. Okay. Uh, At underscore 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 Wishbun so W S H B N was was at Wishbone taken? If if it isn't taken, it's too similar to the old name and it's not ready for twenty eighteen. <laughs> okay, second yeah, what suggestion. Else you got? I, I'm not convinced just yet. Okay, second suggestion at underscore 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 W dollar sign H eight equal sign eight. So it's like a bone. So wishbone, you know what I mean? Okay. And then the third one, I guess, just based on what I'd said earlier, um, at uh, underscore, 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 ASAP wishbone. Would the S and ASAP be a dollar sign? Um, As far as I know, ASAP Ferg, ASAP Rocky, they don't have the dollar sign in their Instagram handle. I might be wrong, but it's up to you. Um. I think if you throw four underscores on the end of it to balance it out. Why do people do that? Is it to occupy all the space? So when you see someone liked a picture, that's the only one that shows up? Like It's, why? it's like a digital form of manspreading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I guess the third thing, and I don't quite have an answer for you. It's just to sort of, I mean, I love Pugs. There's one that's very, very close to me called Pugsley. Um, but I'm just not convinced that we're ready for that jump, you know, with the, all the health issues and stuff. So, like, I don't know, have you considered, like, a different breed of dog or just sticking with the Jack Russell, maybe? I think what we could do is a is maybe a pug Russell. So, uh, <laughs> a cross There's no such thing the... as a pug Russell. Oh, dude, there's, there's, there's crossovers of every single dog. If you do a Google image search, you will, f- how you will would find... That, how would a pug Russell even work? Who gets the nose? Who gets I, no, the it's, no it's, neck? It's, Who it's, gets it's the a, body? It's a half nose and a half neck. Where does the curly tail go? It's it's half curly. It, like it's it's a it's a monster, but it's 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 cute. Do you know do you know that what 
a, a, a poodle cocker spaniel is called? No. It's called a cockapoo. Fuck off, dude. <laughs> you can type in two animal breeds into Google and just write cross at the end and it will deliver. And I promise you a pug Russell is there. And I could see that as the face of Wishbone 2.0, otherwise known as at underscore 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 ASAP Wishbone. Yes. Okay, well, yeah, my phone switched off. We'll have to check that at a later stage. Um, I'm ready to give you a rating. Feeling good about this one. Okay. Um, we're ready for a reboot of Wishbone, and I think the world needs it. I'm, I'm almost every day reminded uh, or, or I'm confronted with situations where I'm like, whatever happened to Wishbone? How do we reach these kids? <laughs> <laughs> um. As I explained, Wishbone had quite a deep personal impact um, on my on, on your on, neighbor on my, on my neighbor. Yes, but you know, I, I I could see that it could impact other people. the 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 pug issue, if there is such a thing as a pug Russell, that could help. Collaborations with other you know famous pugs and soundcloud rappers could also help. But I think the the main thing you need to focus on is developing this character of Joe to give it the sort of legs that that a TV show needs to keep people hooked and interested. Because obviously the, the, the kids watching the show are going to grow up as well. And it would be nice to sort of reward them, you know, as they maybe pursue um, their SoundCloud rapping careers to look back and go, you know, he not only got me to rap, he got me to read Tale Between Two Cities. Tale spelled like a dog tale. Yes. Exactly. I know I promised that we wouldn't have dog puns in it, but come on. So looking at everything together, I'm going to award you 4.5 stars out of 5. Flip. Is that, that's a world record, right? World record in the Shark Tank podcast, yes. I don't think I would have been able to do it without you. Those, those, are, those are some really good suggestions. Yeah, and I believe that's it for this episode of the Shark Tank podcast. Yeah, and if you... Want to see the Wishbone reboot happen? Uh, you can drop us a DM with the amount of money you want to dedicate to this project. I guess for practicality's sake, we have to start quite high up with uh, 100k minimum. So if if you if you're sitting on that, uh, DM us and we'll send you EFT details and we'll put that money towards research and development and uh, pitching to PBS to get the rights to make the show happen. Yeah, also not to make more work for you, for you all, but PBS was government funded, so maybe you can go straight to the government and ask them for the money to fund us and then get them to inject into us. Yeah, it would be useful to get a, a close connection because we might be able to use some of the, the old wardrobe from the original 95 series. We just ship it across. And just alter the neck a little bit. Yeah. And thick, th break all neck. the glasses. <laughs> Smash them. Leave them behind. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. Really hope you enjoyed it. And we also want to say thank you to Rousseau Nell for the music. Uh, Martin, do you know what you're pitching next week? Yes, I'm going to be pitching something to do with uh, subliminal cassette tapes. Okay, that's got my interest piqued. If you enjoyed listening to the show, we'd really appreciate it if you share with a good friend, let people know what's happening. We really appreciate uh, extending our audience. So rating, liking, sharing really helps us out. I still can't believe I was talking to Joe in the last episode. Yeah, that's that's how intricate our Tempestry. meta narrative our <laughs> meta narratives are. 
Yeah, and I believe that's it from me, Martin Metzaborka. <laughs> and me, Hugh, uh, pause. Okay, can we not do more puns as a closing? Can we just, do you want to just play the Wishbone theme song? As I actually, actually have it loaded up. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, so now you can see Wishbone flying this with a video. wings. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Okay, and then nice. you see he's dreaming about flying, so he's not actually flying. Okay. Now he's dressed up as Sherlock Holmes, looking through a window, looking through a telescope. This could do well with a trap beat remix. <laughs> Definitely more than one dog. He's got a lot of hats. And then there's, he's in chain mail now and he just did a full 360. Just shot an arrow. And now he's pulling a frame across the screen. And then it just ends with him in the in the library. And he barks at the yeah. end, right? Yeah. And then, and then there's also um, Maru, the Shiba, who's got 2.6 mil, which is solid. Is Mani is Mani still around? Mani's 16 years old, and the the posts <laughs> they the posts that get put up on their account, it's hard to tell whether it's alive or dead. It might just be like puppeted, if you know what like I mean. Like a weekend at Birdie's vibe. Yeah, they just sort of shake it for the camera. <laughs> no more videos. It reveals too much. You can see <laughs> <Yeah>. the flies. <laughs> yeah.